Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. It's me, your host, Catherine Getty. I am honored, honestly, each week to get to shine a light on someone who is sharing good, creating good in a world that often feels the opposite, or to share something that's helped me along the way. Today's episode really highlights someone who takes their gifts, their passions to make this world a whole lot better. Mona Lavinia Garcia is a native Washingtonian. She's also an endurance athlete, rumble boxing instructor, and founder of the Northeast Track Club, among so many other adjectives I could use to describe her. She is nothing short of inspiring. I can't wait for you to hear this. I invited her on because from the moment I was introduced to her, I appreciated how she spoke about movement. We talk about her fitness journey that started with the idea that she wanted to live a fuller life. We delve into the value of being uncomfortable, of finding ways to move that you love, or just of being curious. It's honestly hard, as I as I say this, to just capture all of the highlights because this episode is just that good. Without further ado, my episode with Mona. All right, we are back for another episode of the Your Good News podcast. I am really, really honored to have this next guest. So let's get started. I begin by asking every single guest, Mona, what's your good news? <laughs> I thank you for having me, Catherine. And I think my good news is to be here with you um, <laughs> and that we're we're finally getting this thing going and that we're sitting down and having this conversation. I know we wanted to do it for a while, so... That's my good news is that we set it up and we're here. I know. And I'm grateful for Lindsay Thomas. Uh, Shout out to Lindsay Thomas for connecting us because, you know, she's just a great connector. So let's get started. Um, You have this amazing mantra quote on your Insta that I was really drawn to. It's here to the champion you to live a high performance life. I may have butchered that. I hope I didn't. Um, so how does this show up for you? How do you, how did you kind of create this, this mantra and live by it? Um, I think it's just, it started with just my actions. I, I got into fitness over almost nine years ago and it started with me showing up for myself and it was through running. And now I've evolved in so many elements, you know, I'm teaching boxing, I'm doing strength training and I'm still coaching running, but when I started, I remember that the only thing I told myself is like, I am working on the longevity in life. I just wanted to have a better, longer life. At that point, I came from, I was, you know, going to happy hours four times a week, drinking, not really taking care of myself, surviving, going to work the next day when I wasn't in fitness, you know, probably hungover, not performing my best. And I remember that I just started with longevity in life. And so that carried me through for the first couple of years. And then once I started becoming who I wanted to become as a trainer um, through discipline and dedication and consistency, 
I really started to want to show up for people. And in fitness, I just found, I mean, a lot of it is just helping people serving others. And what can I do to champion you to live a high performance life? You know, every, you, if you look at it as an athlete perspective, your goal is to get a little bit better, to perform better, but how can we do that in our daily lives? And I really feel that through movement, you can become better in so many different disciplines of your life. You can become a better parent, friend, sister. And I just think that if I can be there for them through movement and that trickle into any other light, any other field of their world, that's what I want to do. So I want to champion you to like live your best life, high performing on all, on all cylinders in every other way. I love the way you kind of reframe it because I feel like longevity in life and the society we kind of live, it's like to look better and which obviously, you know, is, is great for a lot of people, but I think the longevity in life, it kind of reframes the why and it, it, did, did, did you feel like that kind of changed you wanting to, you know, do that one rep or that extra mile? Did that change your kind of frame? for, for sure, for sure. Um, to me, it's always been. So with running, you know, you always want to run. Doesn't matter what you look like at that finish line. Doesn't matter what you look uh, like. It's about how you feel and the work that you put in. And so, when you think about it that way, the longevity in life, it's you know, one more rep because that one rep is going to change the results, the end factor of how I feel. Are you you're challenging yourself, pushing yourself? And longevity is to live a longer life and. Uh, actual fulfilling and really good life. So when I think about it, I think, why not do the other rep? It's going to benefit me in the long run. Why not do another mile if I can? And really just having that mindset. So I don't have to say, oh, this is enough. Like, why not push Mm. another one Um, without having the pressure? You know, it could be, it could be overwhelming to have that go, go, go mindset. But I soften it up by saying, why not? Instead of you have to, it's just like, why not? If you can yeah, try it. And I think you're, I think you're spot on and how when you're able to fill your cup, you're able to f- pour from a full cup. Um, For sure. And you talk about, you know, helping people. Do you think that when you coach, you're trying to coach them from a mindset of like, having them kind of reframe and help themselves because I think so often we're giving to other people that we don't know how to help and how to like take that movement and make it softened, but with a go, go, go. Yeah. I, everyone, um, has a different journey. I'm very grateful for my journey just because I think it gives me, um, empathy and compassion to understand what it means like to start from square one and not knowing where the hell to begin. So I mean, it can, I be overwhelming. Of, it can be very overwhelming and it can be very scary. It could be, it could be tough. First of all, to start on your own because you don't know where to start and you just don't, you feel overwhelmed to go to the gym. And then once you feel confident enough, you go to the gym, that's another challenge. Right. And so in the beginning, I went through all of that on my own, not being certified, not knowing any of the knowledge that I'm grateful to know now, but I just started with, I want to run. I was running with shoes I got from like Ross that were just <laughs> Nike. So I thought I could run with them to know that they're not running shoes, you know? And so I had issues with my feet and that's what made me curious to try to understand how can I do something better? So that's kind of what I love is, is I love the per- people that are starting because I understand that tr- that that position. I love people who are 
feeling confident in where they're at and want to get better because that's where I was at one point. So I think that my journey really helped me to the point where, you know, I went from not running to running marathons to helping people kind of PR, get their best marathon, best 5k or train for their fastest mile. So all of those things that I went through, I just love sharing that journey. Um, not, not just as a coach, sometimes I'm just as a friend or as a hype person. So I like am there to champion people. Uh, but also now I have the knowledge and the expertise to actually, to make you better and to coach you. And it, more importantly, it's uh, the mindset. It's just to yeah. be there and have someone that believes in you. And I believe that everyone is capable of doing it. Obviously, there's there's some formalities that some have to go to if they're injured and they're yeah. starting from somewhere. Um, but you can always, if you, you put your mind to it, there's always something that you can like attain to. And so that's kind of how I look at it. And I love my journey because it's helped me. And I'm just always learning and curious about it. So then I'm ready for any opportunity that comes my way. That gratefulness really shines through in the way you speak about health and speak about fitness, because I think we've talked about it. It can be so overwhelming to like, sure. I don't know where to start. All of my friends are doing X workout, but I don't really love X workout. I would rather do Y. What would you say to folks that are like, I want to start a journey or I'm on a journey and I'm not loving it. How do I reframe it? How do I take a pause and say, I love my journey, but I want to switch it up. Yeah. I mean, exactly what you said, like your friends can be doing something and maybe you don't love it. And maybe that's why you don't have your own fitness or movement journey. Um, So you have to find what you love and at first be curious and also just really listen to yourself. I think, with fitness trends and stuff happening, you feel like that's something that you should be doing. Um, And that is not the case. You find something that brings you joy, brings you happiness, challenges you, makes you feel different when you're out of breath. (laughs) All those feelings, you know, some people love low impact. Some people love high impact that their heart is at their throat, you know, (laughs) whatever, or you want that burning sensation that's slow and steady. Um, Whatever it is, be curious to try out different formalities. And also once you do, then stick with it. And trust me, then you'll enjoy your journey. Um, And it's always cool to restart. And it's always cool to try something else. I mean, running introduced me to strength training because I wanted to be stronger, introduced me to Pilates, which is slow and everything excites me. But the core of it, at least for me, was running, you know, and then now I'm doing different avenues. Boxing has really empowered me and challenged my mind because it's coordination. (laughs) So to throw punches, it's fast. You have to connect your feet with your arms. So it's always, uh, to me, at least it's always staying curious and staying exciting. And it gets easier once you have a habit. So stick to it. You, you got to stick to it. That's probably one thing, right? If you say you like something, so as soon as you walk out, you're still in the endorphins, sign up for the next class. Yeah. Like, well, because that's what's important. You, and you talked about it earlier as a trainer, you talk about discipline and consistency. I think discipline and consistency, you've kind of weaved it together also with the idea that if you want to make it happen, you'll make it happen. You know, motivation is fleeting. How do you create a consistent kind of habit and how would you encourage folks to kind of find the, the goodness in the, okay, every morning or every afternoon or whenever you have that time doing it? Yeah. 
that's the not so glamorous part, right? Motivation <laughs> is so glamorous because it's like, yes, I just felt this rush of enlightenment that made me want to go do what I had to do. The hardest part is showing up. So if you sign up for a class and you walk in the door and the class starts, that's a win. You're there. Um, you know, uh, if you're doing it from your home or if you step out the first steps, that's the win. And so celebrating those small accomplishments day by day, uh, although some people might think that that's repetitive, that changes your mindset that like lets all the other things go and you slowly start chipping away and then you're doing it three to four times a week. Then you're doing it five, um, find an accountability partner, um, which is huge. I know that for Northeast track club, that's, which is the track club we'll talk about probably later. Um, a lot of it is accountability, knowing that people are going to show up in the cold winter days, talking about that, talking about that session that sucked with your friend is really fun. Um, but it really just starts with just showing up and saying, you're going to do it. Um, sometimes you're still sleepy eyed or tired or after a long work day, it's, it's tough, but once you're in it, once you show up, you can start achy, you can start slow, whatever the case is, but you're in it, you know, and you, it's so funny that we always say, you never regret it once it's done. I think it's, as you talk about celebrating the small win, I probably was, you know, having a, a face because I've had, I had a workout yesterday that I was like, I just didn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel great, but I needed to like reframe it and think about it in the way of like, I got the opportunity to move my body for 30 minutes. Like that's Um, a win. And so that I was having a light bulb moment. Um, so to, to, to put a pin in that one, but I think it's important to, you never think about like that you just are doing it as a win because you think that you're like, Oh, I have to be drenched in sweat or yeah. I need to see it on the scale or whatever it may be. And so thank you for sharing that. And I'm now having a a light bulb moment. So definitely appreciate it. (laughs) Good. Uh, Another one that I I like, I tell myself because is like relish in the bad workouts because they make you appreciate those good ones too, right? Mm. If you think about a training cycle of, let's say uh, four to five months, not all of them are going to be great. But you remember those great ones where you PR'd or you lifted a weight that you didn't think you were going to do, or you did that final push-up that you, it's not always like that. You've had a lot of like sucky sets of push-ups, yeah. but when you do that one that you feel so great that you're like bouncing off the ground, you know, yeah. that's why you should enjoy those like, sorry, I'm going to, I was going to say shitty, but um, you can, you can those, say it. <laughs> those shitty push-ups, because when you feel solid, you know what it took to get you there and to me, it's all about the journey and knowing that sometimes you're going to have those shitty moments, but they are to make you greater in the long run. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the idea of the journey. Like not all parts of a journey is going to be high highs. Like you got to have the lows to appreciate the highs. So I think that in a, sometimes I feel like because everything is so instant gratification that working towards something sometimes feels like, oh, if I didn't have a good day, like people were like, I'm going to stop. Um, so I think it's a good reminder, you know, relish in the bad and celebrate those small wins because there's a lot of good that will come out of those situations. Yeah, for sure. Well, it wouldn't be 2021 if we didn't acknowledge, you know, the elephant in the room trigger warning for everyone. Cause I feel like we're just not going to ever stop talking about COVID. Oh gosh. Um, but I, has that impacted kind of the way you've coached? Have you seen a change in the way people are showing up? Um, and how they kind of are trying to find that movement, that goodness in the movement? A hundred percent. I want to say that, I mean, everybody knows 
what it did, but um, COVID really helped. I mean, it, it like crumbled the fitness industry at, at one point, yeah. you know, uh, the majority of my time was spent at a gym and when it shut down for months and months and months, almost to a year, I think you wonder, what are you doing? Who are you in the yeah. beginning and 2020, you know, with all of its struggles and uncertainty, definitely a lot of learning, um, coming back 2021. And I think the biggest thing for me at that point is having the opportunity to be back in a room with people was mm. just so fulfilling. So when I came back into a room, you know, because after all the trials and tribulations of doing virtuals and Zooms, which I still do, it's now a hybrid thing. Yeah. So the, after all the challenges and struggles and learning all of that, it's become a blessing because you can still reach people from different places. What 2021 taught me or helped me, it's still challenging in many ways, but there's things that I love and my coaching has definitely changed and evolved. And through the years, you want to get better and you want to evolve and you want to understand your clients more. Um, but this was just like advanced yeah. <laughs> involvement. It was like, okay, now like, do it now. You yeah. Like do it now. Now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely think that like how I reach out, how I cue, how I coach, um, and the mindset that I talk, it's just definitely more thoughtful, more intentional. If there was, if there were, and it's understanding that there might be 12 people in the room, those are 12 different stories. So the way I coach, I want to coach for everyone, but it's also just, honestly, I think it's been gratitude, gratitude to be able to like, if we're seeing people in a group to be able to move together is huge. Human connection is incredible. And I don't ever take that for granted, not anymore, because there's, there was a time where we were all looking at each other through a screen. Uh Um, so there's so much gratitude, so much, so much there, but also giving them space to take whatever they need. Yeah. It's like, do what you need, take what you need. I'm just here, like as your guide in that way, but do what you need. You know, um, when I, now I have the opportunity to work with more people one-on-one. So it's just literally just listening to them more and, and just being there for them. And then that's what I love. It's I'm really championing them because I'm by their side, at least for that one hour. And it's totally about them and I'm challenging them in different ways, but this is their moment. This is their time. Uh, when I'm in the track, it's, it's literally for them and serving them. So the way I serve, I think it's just a lot more. There's a reason I know why I'm here and I'm glad that if there's anything that like 2020 and 2021 taught me is that I'm in the right space. I'm in the right place, Mm -hmm. because if not, I would have jumped ship already. Like this is not for everyone. It's not for the faint. It's been hard. It's been challenging, but every moment is worth it. And I feel like it kind of ties back like all that you've talked about it in the 2020 and 2021 and the gratitude, it goes back to you wanting to be a champion for others. And it's, but it's like honing that skill. Like you're like, hey, let's make diamonds now. (laughs) Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a beautiful thing. So I think it's interesting how the gratitude, I think those with a gratitude practice or who have realized the importance of gratefulness have really come out in a a good place with that. Yeah. And not just that, like, I think before we all had our own struggles individually that probably never shared. This is the first thing that we Mm. all can relate to. So when you're when you're in it and you're doing all of that, I know you can do hard things because you have, you're here and you're moving and you have that time. Um, so 
there's this thing of like, now I know your potential is even hot. If I knew you had potential before, I know you have so much more because you are here, you are living, you are moving and we are doing this together. And that is really powerful if you think about it, because that was some hard shit we had to go through and we're still here and we're giving ourselves like 45 to 60 minutes of like showing up. So if there's anything, just don't take it for granted, right? Take that moment to give yourself everything you can. Yeah. And I think that the movement, there's so much good, you know, it, it does change you emotionally, physically, mentally. You know, I'd love to kind of talk a little bit more. You, you reference your rumble boxing instructor. You're also, yeah. you created this amazing Northeast track club for those in the DC area. I'd love for you to talk more about kind of how you created and got into both of them. Yeah. So it's, I got into boxing over, I want to say five years ago, just out of curiosity, there was someone on the track that was a boxer and he was running these 200s, sprinting them with all the runners that I knew were fast and furious as well. And he was sprinting them and he was so conditioned that he was ready to go every 200 reps. And I was just like, well, what is this training that I haven't done before? And will that help me on the track? And that's like the connection that I thought of. I thought of it is if I trained or conditioned myself as a boxer, that'll help me perform better on the track, right? So how, how can I do what I love doing a little bit better? And um, I got into boxing. I got a coach and worked on it individually. And what I'm saying, like I started from square one, it's very humbling because you don't know anything as fit as you are. Like you, starting something can be very humbling. So and you're always a student. I'm still a student, but yeah, I, I fell in love with the sport and the way it challenged me, the way it challenged my mind, it challenged my body and it got me really uncomfortable. And I wanted to just know more. And when Rumble announced that they were coming to DC, if there's anything that I want to do is just represent for my city. I mean, I'm born and raised in, in DC. And so I wanted to be one of the founding trainers and I reached out to them and I was just like, I'm learning boxing and I want to be one of the founding trainers. And they were like, okay, cool. Well, like, if you want to see what we're about, come to New York. I was there like two weeks after taking all the classes and continued to go just to learn. Um, I fast forward, I ended up being one of the founding trainers. We moved to New York city so we can learn all of it, everything to um, launch in, in DC. And it's been amazing to build that studio from the start with the incredible trainers that I call my team. Everyone's super talented, super skilled. And to, to be around such great talent and to continue learning and elevate. It's been, it's been great. And I'm so grateful to build that community and to everyone that walks into that studio. So that's been amazing. Uh, but as you know, running has always been my first love. And I always, again, for the city, feel like running, if I can create a space where people feel good about running and leave. Cause if you think about when you were in PE class and you were breathless and didn't know, and like no one told you how to run and you just got to run all out. And you're just like, this isn't meant for me. If I could change that mindset, just one person, I, I feel like it's great. I also feel like it should be free. So that's kind of where NETC came from. Um, and it happened in 2020 when I think we needed each other the most and running really builds community. So it organically just blossomed into this 
massive thing that, I mean, I have, again, another amazing team of founders and captains there that really believe in it. And we just work our asses off to just create a space and the people that come, they're now friends. We hang out together and it's just been incredible. So I'm just so happy that I get to do both. I always envisioned it and it it felt hard and impossible. And it's crazy that during a pandemic, I found a way to make it all happen. And so it's just, it's wild that during the hardest times of our lives, so much beautiful things can happen because you find a way and you push. And if you if you're resilient as hell, uh, you make it happen and people need it. People want it. So I will continue to show up. <laughs> well, that's a testament to all of the consistency and discipline that I know you've had over the years, like to, for something like that to happen. Like that is a lot of work that you've put in and it's, it's amazing. And I think the way you talk about it is being uncomfortable. I think even saying it, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to be uncomfortable. How Mm -hmm. do you kind of like coach through it? How do you personally get through like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's a part of the journey Uh, because I think that that's something people could really love to learn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, talking about it helps. Talking about knowing that you need to be uncomfortable helps. Uh, It's a muscle. It's a muscle. And I want to say that movement and it well actually whichever way if you if you've had a tough life know that you've had that and that that that's part of your journey and embrace that you don't have to hide that part because i think that that helps you understand you can handle a lot of hard shit right so mothers to me is one thing because to have a baby to grow a baby after it i know a lot of moms that when they walk into a work hour when i work with them they don't play. They go all out because they've done something harder than this. A 45 minute workout is, you know, easy for them. They know why they're there, but you don't know, you don't know how to handle it until you do it. And you look back and you were like, yeah, that was tough, but I did it. So again, it goes back to celebrating those wins. And always, if you have a journal, if there's a way, just remember what you go through because that helps you build, right? When you build upon many things, but there was a lot of uncomfortable moments where like, even this, like personally where like, I can't sleep or my skin starts to boil or, or my muscles start to fatigue. So different levels. And I just always remember those things. And I look back on it. It's like, I handled that. So when I'm going through something hard presently, it's just knowing that this too shall pass. So it's remembering what you've gone through so you can know you can handle what's present, but it's honestly, it's just practice little by little getting uncomfortable, like a run. One mile can be tough, but if you do it for four weeks, four, like by the fourth week, it's not as tough as it was the first week. Yeah. I, I think I maybe an originally told you that I was learning how to run. I say learning because I think to your point, like I remember PE classes or it's like the presidential fitness test. It's like go run a mile. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, how do I do that? (laughs) I feel like we were all in like our like uniforms, like khakis. And I was like, how am I supposed to run? Like, I don't like. They had us wearing like a regular clothes and they're like, just go all out. You'll fail if you don't do a sub five. I'm like, okay, got it. I'm going to go. But, um, my, my boyfriend's an avid runner and I've started running and I was going to be running the Marine Corps 10K that ended up getting canceled. But my friend who's also a really good runner. She was like, well, let's go run the six miles. And I like did it after like obviously training, but I was like, 
okay, now I see like why I like ran all those different types of runs and like Mm -hmm. why like sometimes I was like, I can't, I'm going to have to walk a little bit, but it's, I think you're so right about the, the muscle part of it. But I think that people, we just got to push through that uncomfy face and that's something (laughs) I think it's either a workout or maybe you're, maybe you're facing something in your real life. Cause I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. my workouts mirror my life where it's like, you can't hundred percent you can't avoid it. You can't go around yep. it or over it or under it. You got to address it. And so I I appreciate you sharing that and reminding people that there is so much good in flexing that muscle. Yeah. It sucks. Even when it sucks, like for sure. I mean, you, you've gotten an email that you have to respond to and it's very uncomfortable how you will have to respond to it. Um, right there, you're, you're showing your confidence, you're showing your strength, right? Mm. And that is by leaning into it instead of avoiding that uncomfortable email or that conversation with a colleague or a family member. That is uncomfortable stuff. And being there and just showing up for yourself and being confident enough, the confidence builds the more and more you do it. And, um, you know, confidence is something that I don't naturally have. So everything that I do is just, just showing up and knowing how I'm showing up at that moment is enough and then seeing what happens after. And then after when you go, when you pass that hump, that uncomfortable phase, you feel so much more light and you're just like, Ooh, I did that. And it's just, life is so much of those. If you allow yourself to be uncomfortable, it's a whole bunch of, I did that moment. And then you feel boss as hell. I mean, (laughs) I love that. I feel like it really leads us in and I'm we're going to bring this puppy home. You I think you answered in some of the pre-show prep about your love for green lights, Matthew McConaughey's book. If folks yes. haven't read it, please go read it. I think there's also an audiobook version that now I just want to re-listen cuz I think he reads it. He I, reads it. I, I feel like it would be amazing. <laughs> yes. And would make commutes so much better. But he said this comment of redeem every bit of life while you can. Oof. Yeah. It's like, I want to say it again for those in the back, redeem every bit of life while you can, because this life is a blessing, is a gift. It is short. Sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that, but how does that kind of show up for you? I mean, it's exactly like you said, it's short. And um, again, like, during COVID, if I always knew it before, but during COVID really highlighted, like you said, I had to, we had to go through all those challenges and a lot of stuff that was going on around us. It was a lot of sadness, a lot of tragedies, um, a lot of eye-opening things. So if you have something bright, something that brings you joy, something that brings you happiness, shine a light over it, you know, um, those moments, if we could amplify them so they can help us keep going because life is tough and life is hard. It's not always rainbows. Why not? And also curiosity and trying different things and getting out of your comfort zone. That is part of life. That's what makes you feel alive. Like when it comes through movement, you know, you do something that no one likes burpees, but guess what? After you do 30 seconds of burpees, your heart is bursting. Your blood is flowing. That is your body. The most alive it can be right. Your heart is thumping. Like when you see somebody that you're in love with, like, it's just all of those things that is part of living. So if you can get those, that movement that helps your body know you're alive and live life like that, why not have all of those things 
happening for you the most you can. I mean, it, I think a lot of the coolest opportunities I have is by saying yes to the things that align with me and saying no to the things that I don't need to do. And so it's really following your intuition, trusting yourself and knowing what you want to do. And I think that like when I think about that quote, and it was really great to hear from him, you think about how he lives his life and all the stuff he's gone through. He's tried a lot of different things, you know, and some of them yeah. don't don't pan out. Uh, but that's living life. You learn. Yeah. I think there's so much beauty and failure. I think that you learn so much through like, okay, that didn't work. Let's pivot and try something else, you know? hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, there's just been so much wisdom dropped this morning, uh, this <laughs> afternoon, whenever y'all are listening from being curious to listening to yourself, to finding the joy in movement, however you can, to being consistent and disciplined, to being uncomfortable and that's okay. And that's a muscle that we all need to flex maybe a little bit more sometimes. That's that muscle. <laughs> um, anything else you want to share before we, before we end today? No, um, I would just say going back to if it's movement and in life, just find what you love and in fitness, find who you love. We're in a place where like you can find a trainer, find a person that will relate to you and do that, do that thing because there's so many good trainers out there, so many good people out there that'll make you feel really good about your fitness journey. And if you have any questions, I'm here to help with anything. And I will put all of your handles, everything in the show notes. So Mona, thank you so much for joining today. This was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. Wow. I am just a buzz with that interview. How freaking amazing. Mona just really gave me so much to think about. And I really, if I'm being honest, need to start with celebrating the small wins. I'm often not good at taking catalog of those little things of the little ways that I show up. But I wonder what stood out to you? Anything you want to incorporate moving forward? Big thanks to Mona for joining an episode. And thanks to you for listening this week. It means so, so much to me. And if you liked, please share, repost, like, leave a review, and join us next week for another episode of the Your Good News Podcast. <laughs>